0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Joins us right now, Bronze Beat reporter Daryl Ryder, 92.3 The Fan, 92.3 The Fan.com. Presented by Scheinman Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Daryl, how the hell are you? Good guys, how are you? We're doing okay. Uh, first off, let's just address the elephant in the room because Lima accused me of, I would say, pussyfooting around the situation this morning. Baker Mayfield yesterday. Your thoughts?
3: Um, I thought he played a great game up until that last interception. And you know, Baker is a guy that isn't afraid to uh, to take chances with the you know games on the line. I mean. It, I thought he had an outstanding season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he's probably their best option uh, next season and, and going forward. So, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't have a lot of negative thoughts <laughs> about it. I'm happy for Lions fans, but yeah, that that throw at the end there, uh, where he tried to thread the needle, um, vintage Baker and. Um, it cost them.
2: See, Lima accused me of being a sissy about it, not necessarily going full on. And I could understand why, but my my theory was I don't think it's real anymore. I think that the people who are obsessively arguing about Baker pulling for or against Baker Mayfield, I think they live online. I, I don't think it's a real argument anymore. I mean, I open it up to people and we got one or two people getting in. Um yeah. I, I don't Baker Mayfield doing better or worse does not justify whatever we did or didn't do in terms of helping the quarterback situation here, D- Deshaun yeah. Watson needs to come back healthy and play well for them to justify what they did at the quarterback situation. Baker Mayfield losing in the divisional round of the game does nothing for me.
3: Well, I mean, look he's got more he's got more playoff wins than the Browns do.
2: I Congratulations mean, that, that, on all his success.
3: Yeah, I you know I mean it. Look, I mean it. it was good for both sides to to move on. Um, you know, the, the Browns made a decision that uh, paying him. Uh, that type of money was not going to get them where they uh, wanted to go he bet on himself this year after bouncing around uh you know here with Tampa Bay and it paid off um and he should be re- rewarded for that he he played arguably uh his his best season as a pro better than he did uh in 2020 when the browns went 11 and five uh and they found themselves a couple of uh plays away from the conference championship game so um, he bet on himself. It it, it paid off for him. Uh, it should be a very uh, lucrative offseason for him. But, yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I think you can respect the role he played in help helping the Browns go from a team that could not win a football game, literally could not win a football game, to uh, being a playoff team and appreciating that, he went into Pittsburgh and helped them, you know, take the boots to the Steelers and you know, and, and things like that. But injuries and fit led to his uh, demise here. Uh, the Browns decided that they uh, needed to go in a different direction, and that's okay. I just I, I don't think that you need to hate on the guy, or you know what I mean. Like the Browns already kicked him to the curb; <laughs> they already moved on. So I, I don't know why you, you have to hate on the guy. Um, but uh, I certainly don't root against him. Happy for him, you know. Good, good for him. He had a great year. But um, yeah. Uh, I yeah. I I just I don't I I don't know why you have to uh, celebrate someone else's failures because it didn't work out. Because it's fun when he. That's fun. He, <laughs> Let's be honest. It's fun. It's sports hate. Sports hate I, I, drives I, us. I, I, I was waiting for you there, Lima. <laughs> I was open, I kicked the door open for you. You're welcome.
1: I agree with you, though. I thought I thought he played really, really well. I mean, he yeah. and Mike Williams. The only reason they were in that game, their defense yeah. let them down. They were they were not good.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, he he had a great year. He really did. Um, I, I don't think anyone expected Tampa Bay to be worth anything. Uh, you know, they were supposed to win four or five games this year. They ended up, some way somehow, winning. A terrible division, and uh, they won a playoff game. They, you know, they, they 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 were able to knock out the Eagles. So good for him. Like I said, I'm not going to and hate on the guy just because he failed in a big moment there. Um, that that's a situation you dream of as a kid, right? Football is in your hands uh, with a chance to drive down the field and uh, pot- uh, you know potentially uh, you know force overtime or whatever uh, in, in a playoff game. And you know he tried threading the needle there and he got burned by it.
1: All right, Daryl Ryder with us uh, watching the playoffs, and now it looks like Brown's going in a different direction, offensive coordinator. That's where we last left it at the end of last week. Where are they now, and what would you think of Ken Dorsey taking over, and who's going to call the plays?
3: Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm not really impressed with the candidate list right now. Um, I mean, Ken Dorsey got fired by the Bills, <laughs> like, okay, in the middle mm. of a season. Mm. Oh, I, wow. I, he had Josh Allen up there, so not real impressed there. Uh, Andy Dickerson's not going to be the offensive coordinator. This is this is a guy that has spent basically his entire NFL coaching career as an assistant position coach. You you are not handing coordinator duties over to. Do uh, they think
1: uh, Bill Callahan's leaving? Uh, well,
3: I I think that that's a, if I mean the reports are that his kid's going to get some head coaching interviews this
2: week because that was my thought was Daryl is like okay if you throw because yep. you can't go. Coach, you—they can block you from going OL coach to OL coach, but if they throw another title on you, right? You know, yeah, you can do and, that.
3: Yeah, and and here's the thing too is you teams do this over all the time. They interview over the position that they're actually looking for, right? I, how many times do you see guys interview for head coaches and jobs that end up being coordinators, or guys that interview for coordinators that come back and end up being position coaches for teams? So, mm-hmm. um. Uh, I am intrigued by uh, Jared Johnson, the Texans quarterback coach, and the work that he did uh, with C.J. Stroud. Um, but, yeah, right now, like, they, they got rid of Alex Van Pelt, and I understand, you know, whatever you want, new voice, new new way of doing things, whatever, but I'm not really blown away by the list
2: of candidates so far. Do you believe that Kevin Stefanski, like, say if they got Ken Dorsey, do you believe Kevin Stefanski would give up play calling?
0: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: There's a chance he would, but I wouldn't. Why? Like It's what he does good. He's good at calling plays. Why, why does he need to give up play calling? Why, why is that? You, you know what I mean? Like, why are still why are people still beating that dead horse? Kevin Stefanski shown that he's really good at calling plays. So why does he have to give it up now?
2: Is there a possibility he feels it could be better with somebody else, especially after what Deshaun Watson said on the lockerverse? I didn't hear what Deshaun said. Well, he had said that he didn't really like the and I could understand why. It sounds me telling you does not give it justice and Owen has left the room so I can't play it for you right now. Okay. But uh, what he said in the locker verse was that he doesn't really like the script at the beginning. I think he basically said that d- it's not going to be what defenses see anyway, and it holds him back.
3: Okay. That, um, maybe. Joe Flacco <laughs> really liked the script at the beginning. All right. Well, four Joe Flacco is the dry, exact touch.
2: type of quarterback he would want. And Joe Flacco is a 39-year-old quarterback. So, I mean... These guys are literally um, the last of a dying breed. And well, they're Joe not Flacco, dying anytime Joe soon. Joe Flacco
3: but. played better than f- in five games than Deshaun Watson has in 12.
2: Well, you know, Joe Flacco's not the one getting paid $250 million, so I guess we're going to have know. to find a way to make it work with the other guy now, aren't
3: we? Uh, I, I know. I'm just saying. Like, I, I just, I, I, I don't know that you get to criticize the script when you're the guy being paid and you're not performing. Well, I don't think it's not you're like not it sounded like he was available.
2: criticizing. Oh wait, Owen's back. We can play the audio for you, okay? Now, let me get Watson 0-2 there. Sorry, Owen. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. But I want to get Watson 0-2 here. This is Watson, uh, QB Lockerverse here, uh, when he was talking about the the play scripts, and he might not be the biggest fan.
0: A lot of time, I'm not sure if, if, if your OCs did it, but, like, the first 15 plays, first 20, so you're trying to play within that. All right, this is where the ball usually go. You go throughout the week. You go throughout the different looks. All right, this, here, here, here. i never been a fan of that, just because I know the other team's going just quick and I got to adjust because really? they're not going to play me the same way like the other quarterback. They're not going to play me the same way like Brock Purdy. You feel yeah, me? Uh, they're not going to play me the same way like a tool because I can use my legs, I can run, I do a lot more movement in the pocket, things like that. So, like, for me, I think, like, the first half, like I'm trying to figure it out, and, like, I start off slow. But once that third and fourth quarter come around, uh-huh. now you just calling your best plays. You trying to make work, and you got to make, your playmakers got to make plays, especially in that fourth quarter.
2: Audio courtesy of QB Unplugged via lockerburst. All right. Now, what you say now, Daryl? Whatever. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! Boy, Daryl. Whatever. Whoa! (laughs) Can you expand on that?
3: It's your job. It's your job to perform out there and execute the plays that are called. Plain and simple. And it's the coach's job to give you stuff that accentuates what you do best. Like I said, Joe Flacco had no problem with the scripts, and he scored touchdowns. Joe Flacco's got one fewer touchdown pass in five games than Deshaun Watson had in 12. So, yeah, whatever. You're paid $230 million. Go out there and perform. That That's all I care about. Like, I, I just... It's a symbiotic relationship, right? Coaches got to do their best to put the players in position to be successful, and then it's on the players to go out there and execute. You know what the the, the coaches give them. So um, if he doesn't like the scripts, okay, fine, whatever. Then I then I that's something he needs to. Instead of talking about that on the podcast, maybe he needs to have a conversation with Kevin Stefanski. Well, I'm
2: sure they've it. had a conversation about it. You know.
3: I, I'm sure they have, too. But you know what I'm saying? like, I, I just... hes This is a big year for Deshaun Watson. This, this is make or break for him this year. Um, and they've got a lot invested in him, and everything that they do the, this offseason will be done to help him be successful. But,
2: yeah. Okay. Lime well, of the floor is yours.
1: All right, Daryl. Uh, th- this coordinator thing, you know, this is... Obviously we're trying to get to the root of trying to get Deshaun back to Deshaun. I can sense the frustration in your voice when you have a quarterback basically. Well, I
3: mean, it's not like he's available. I he he's missed 22 games in 2 years. Now, 11 of those this year not his fault. He got hurt. Can't can't help that. First year totally his fault. So, um he hasn't played a full season since 2020. Um and it's going to be imperative that they have a legitimate backup quarterback because I don't know that you can trust he's going to be available for all 17 games this coming season. You, you have to plan for him to miss time. And so you need to be in a position like you were luckily able to find yourself this year where, hey, you were able to find someone that could come in off the street sitting on the couch and play better than the guy you gave $230 million to. <laughs> so I don't tell you. But... Um, You know, it's a big year for all involved to make this thing work. Script or no script.
1: All right, Darrell, who is going to the Super Bowl?
3: Uh, I think it's going to be Ravens 49ers, but that's not who I'm rooting for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'd I'd love to see the Lions in the Super Bowl. Um, That's just such a fantastic story. Uh, I, I wasn't sure that the Dan Campbell thing was going to work in Detroit, and I was—I was dead wrong. Uh, I mean, it—it it has been f- uh, fantastic. Um, and then, like you know, you can't have the Ravens back in the Super Bowl. <laughs> we 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 can't have
1: that here in Cleveland, right? Yeah, I said I'm rooting for Kansas City. Yeah, so, yeah. I just didn't know if you were sick of Kansas City because there's certain no, there's a certain amount of fans all over oh, no, the country no, no, who no, are no. done with it, Kansas City.
3: If the Ravens are involved, I'll, I'll. Be okay with seeing Patrick Mahomes back in the Super Bowl again.
2: Hmm. All right, Daryl. Daryl, this is uh this has been a strong this was fun. This was a lot of fun. Strong conversation. We thank you very much for your time. <laughs> very enjoyable. And, uh, we really look forward to talking. to you I, on I was not
3: expecting that uh, that that locker verse <laughs> quote. Well, I
2: wanted to get because at first I was like, well, now we're we're being unfair, and I'm like, no, no now we're being fair. And Daryl's just doubling down, and I love it. Yeah. Daryl, thank you very no, much. Whatever.
3: You don't like the script, whatever. All right, well, maybe you ought to work that out with Kevin. Oh,
2: all right, Daryl, thank you. <laughs> you bet, guys. Daryl Ryder. I mean, when you think about it. Brought to you by Shavin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.